It's not that I don't miss you It's not that I don't care You've been playing games with me And I don't find that fair Maybe you can figure out your shit Before you call But until then You mean nothing to me at all It's not that you're not worth it It's not that you don't try But you refuse to see my point Refuse to see my side Maybe I should figure out my shit And turn away And then I'll know That it's not right for me to stay Have you ever thought that what you're doing Could be damaging to me? Give you all my love But sometimes you just make me want to leave It's not that you're not listening You just don't understand That girls don't like to be let on By just another man Maybe you can figure out What you want from me Please be quick, cause I can't wait more than a week Please be quick, cause I can't wait more than a week Alright, welcome back to another episode of Shadows in the Cave My name is Ed Ozelos and I'll be with you for the next little while Talking, today we're going to talk about gaslighting And what it means to be manipulated and to make you doubt yourself. And we're going to get into that in just a little bit. But first, I got to say it's nice to be back after a week off. I had to take care of some stuff in the old personal life. But I'm back now, and I want to thank everybody for their support and hitting that download button, listening to me yap for sometimes longer than I want to. But sometimes these topics tend to... uh. You know, make me a little long-winded. So thank you for that. And thank you for your feedback as well. I really appreciate it. And it makes me understand that people are actually listening, which is very important to me, obviously. Um, you know, I, I really enjoy doing these shows for everyone. And if only one person or if at least one person gets something out of them, then I feel like I've done my job, right? So thank you for everybody, you know, who has listened and given me feedback. We're available anywhere you could get your podcast now at this point. Google Play, Apple Podcasts, uh, Stitcher, um, Spotify. We're all over the place. Uh, and I do have big plans for the show. And I'm just very happy to be back. Um, and, of course, if you guys enjoy what you, you listen to, uh, go ahead and review the show. Preferably five stars. So it could help with the algorithm and people could find the show a lot better. Um, but with that said... Once again, thank you for listening, and let's get to the topic of gaslighting. Well, first of all, what is gaslighting? Well, gaslighting is uh, it's actually an old term that came from a, from a movie, uh, from a film back in the 30s, I, I, I believe it was. Um, it's it's uh, Actually, it was a play before it was a movie called Gaslight, right, in which the 
the the the the villain in that movie is trying to make the protagonist go insane by introducing her to crazy making techniques that allow her to cognitively confuse herself and that's where the term gaslighting came came from um but in short it is a form of psychological manipulation it is a form of abuse and a lot of times it is connected to domestic abuse um the abuser uh you know covertly sows seeds of doubt in a targeted person or in the or group and, and essentially they make them question their own sanity right and and so what, what the abuser what the one of the strategies that the abuser does is that they tend to do something called problem reaction solution which is a, a classic manipulation tactic so the abuser presents the problem and they wait for a reaction and then they also present the solution so the victim not only has is fear fears them but also um needs them for the solution you so you see where the manipulation starts where the the the, the victimizer is both the the problem and the solution and completely confuses the victim right um to the point where when the victim does acknowledge that there's a problem because it takes a while for this to happen uh like i said everything is done covertly in the beginning and the abuser starts playing those kind of games with the victim and to the point where the victim doesn't really know what's reality and what isn't in terms of their emotional well-being because no matter what they question or no matter what they try to fix they're going to be wrong uh and so it comes to the point when there's an awareness of it and the victim actually confronts the abuser the abuser will turn around and blame the victim for the abuser's toxic behavior right and and they'll either they'll either throw a pity party party for themselves or they'll turn it right back around on the victim and it it essentially means that the victim is stuck they're, no matter where they turn their everything's their fault and that's gaslighting and and for lack of a better term that's crazy making right and so it, it leads to the victim questioning their cognitive abilities right sometimes even even getting physically sick and just having a very low self esteem because they have no value to themselves because the victimizer has completely devalued their opinion and even made them question their own sanity at times so it's it's very dangerous and it's very common in domestic violence uh, uh cases and it's something that affects both males and females um you know cuz females tend to be victimizers as well and it's also very common um and, and it's something that you know needs to be addressed because uh, people suffer through this for for years you have you have uh, a person be a victim of gaslighting for years and the and the problem with that is that even when they leave that relationship they they leave it with that kind of cognitive trauma so no matter where else they go they're going to have a lot of trust issues they're going to have a uh, very loose boundaries right cuz a lot of it is also connected to the way that you feel about yourself so you know this is this is not to point the picture at the victim because I'll tell you what right now the victimizer is a horrible person for doing that and a lot of these people know they're doing that and that and it has nothing to do with being in love it has nothing to do with quote unquote trying to fix a relationship a victimizer gaslights 
because they want power and control and that's it. That is the reason they gaslight their partners or even their friends because gaslighting happens, uh, you know, all the time with different relationships, not just intimate uh, romantic relationships, although those are the most common. So, so the victimizer needs to hold on to that power, needs to hold on to that, to that control and they gaslight their victims to keep it. Now, why they do that is not it's not for this show to talk about. We'll talk about it at another time. This is more uh, how a, a victim could get past uh, the gaslighting phase of their life and the interventions to move forward with their lives. Because because they're both interconnected, you know. And so for now, we're gonna we're gonna put the the victimizer aside as far as their motivation to do it. All you need to know is that it's for power. And control. So if you ever see yourself uh, in a situation where you're being gaslighted, don't interpret it as, oh, this guy's just, he he loves me, or this or this girl, she loves me, and she's trying to work on the relationship, and she's doing this for me. That's not what's going on. What's going on is that this person is trying to keep the control and the power over you, and that's something that you have to come to terms with, and that's something that you have to do something about, or else it's never going to change because these people don't change. The moment you threaten their power, they're only the they're their violent tendencies, and whether that be verbal, physical, mental, whatever the case may be, it's only going to escalate because taking away their power is what scares them. So once they, they're in that state of mind, they're going to react in a negative way towards you. So this is not about communicating and trying to fix an issue because if you try to communicate your, your displeasure with their gaslighting, they're only going to put it back on you because that's what gaslighting is. So at the end of that conversation, you're, you're going to feel like it's your fault. Okay? So let's talk a little bit of the point of view of the, of the victim. So one of the things I've talked about in the past is boundaries and having respect and love for yourself. Right? Because what tends to happen a lot of the time is that if we grow up with what I've called in previous shows negative schemas or um, negative core beliefs... You know, you're going to come into every relationship with a negative uh, sense of who you are. You're going to come to a relationship with low self-esteem. And what that means is that you want validation. You want to be loved because you don't have that love for yourself. So you'll allow anybody in to be able to fill you up with it, right? So what that means is that you're inviting people that shouldn't be allowed into your life. You're inviting the jackals and the vultures of the world who are ready to manipulate you because you don't have that sense of love within yourself. And thus, one of the best ways to avoid that is to start building up your self-esteem, start having respect for yourself, start having love for yourself to where when somebody wants to cross that boundary, because you already have very strong boundaries within yourself, well-defined, self-respected boundaries, you don't need those people because... You have that love within yourself. You're already filled up with with the respect and the love and the the admiration and the good self-concept that you have about yourself that those people are not going to be able to break through that and thus it's going to be very difficult for you to be manipulated, right? So that's one way to start. And again, that takes a lot of time because if we we have, uh, if we're trauma survivors, a lot of time our trauma guides our behavior and thus we're going to be in situations where we are going to want that validation from anybody. Anybody will do. And so you're going to allow those people into your life. 
and pretty soon you're going to be manipulated and pretty soon you're going to be validated uh, of on your negative self-esteem uh, or your negative self-schema. So it's like it, it's it's a vicious cycle because it's like you allow people into your life because you're empty and then they, they confirm your beliefs that you're worthless and thus you feel more worthless, right? Watch, lather, rinse, repeat over and over. So we got to break that pattern, okay? So again, uh, acknowledging that you could use some help with your self-esteem, acknowledging that maybe the feelings that you have about yourself can allow certain people into your life is step number one, okay? And then work on your self-esteem, work on your self-concept, and you know, understand that if, if you love yourself, you're gonna, you're gonna, the right people will come into your life. The people that are gonna respect you and truly care about you. And with that said, you having that love that you have for yourself means you have respect for yourself, which means that you're gonna feel that you deserve that love that you're getting from the positive people in your life. Because a lot of times when, when we don't love ourselves, then what does that mean? That means that we feel that we don't deserve love. So we're constantly self-sabotaging our relationships and we're constantly um, allowing people. It's almost like a form of self-punishment because we don't have that love that we need to sustain ourselves. So it all starts with the ability to love yourself, right? And, you know, a lot of people ask me, how do you, how do you start building that when you, when, when you start, when you're, when you're at the bottom, when, when you don't see yourself with that kind of love? And I always say, well, there's a lot of things you could do. You know, self-care is very important. You know, respecting yourself is very important because if you don't love yourself, you still have an idea of what respect is because you tend to respect other people. Well, whatever you give them, give to yourself, right? And, you know, things like goal setting and achieving certain things you want to do with your life are going to reestablish that self-efficacy that you need to move forward, which in turn is going to higher your self-esteem. So I always say start with goal setting. And if and if you have if you're having a hard time um, establishing long-term goals because of the way you feel about yourself, well then establish short-term goals. Something basic. You know, I've worked with people that a goal is just to leave the house. But to them that's a big deal. So we do it and it works. You know, leave the house for, you know, once a day even, twice a day, and you see that the world doesn't end. You see that the worst case scenario is that you get some fresh air, right? And you accomplish that. And that's a beautiful feeling because it builds your resilience and it gives you tools of survival. So you go to the next step and the next step and the next step, and pretty soon you're going to have a survival kit under your belt that you're going to be able to use and that's going to build your resilience, which in turn is going to build your self-esteem. And then you can look at bigger goals, you know, going back to college or, you know, being more social, right? Um, or accepting love from other people, which is, believe it or not, it's hard for a lot of people to do that. So goal building, establishing goals, um, measurable and reasonable goals. Now we have to keep it real here. Uh, and then moving forward with those goals is an important part. And building your self-esteem. Another part of building your self-esteem is radical acceptance of yourself. You know, what does that mean? That means that you accept yourself and the understanding that you're a multifaceted individual, that you have both flaws and you have positive qualities about you.
Because what, what, what a negative attitude, what, what a negative core belief does is that it magnifies your negative beliefs and it minimizes your positive qualities. So therefore you have this illusion, and that's all it is, it's an illusion that your entire world is negative, that who you are is negative, and thus you're going to feel like shit, okay? So you got to challenge those thoughts, because those thoughts are being carried over by your by your insecurities, by your trauma, and anything else that you've been dealing with that you haven't come to terms with. They are, they are giving you this false narrative of, about who you are. And I guarantee everybody out there has overcome something. Everybody out there has contributed to something. Everybody out there has achieved something, small or big. But that's enough to say, I've done this, and I could do more of it. And thus, my, my ability to go forward is possible. But when we're depressed, when we have anxiety, we tend to forget about that stuff. And our ruminating thoughts keep on pointing the finger at us at everything we haven't done or, or you know, our unfulfilled potential or whatnot. Again, you have to challenge those thoughts. And journaling helps. You should journal and write down what you're going through at that time so you could put order to your thoughts and then get some perspective on them when you read them back to you. It's very important that you do that. But going back to the gaslighting, so let's talk about some gaslighting interventions that we could do as we're going through this journey here. So like, like we said earlier, uh, a victimizer will take advantage of the lack of, of awareness of the victim, right? So it's very, it's very important that the victim recognizes the pattern of undermining behavior by the victimizer. Because gaslighting only works when a victim isn't aware of what's going on. Once you become alert to the pattern, it will not affect you as much. You may be able to say to yourself, here we go again and shrug it off or whatnot. Or you could challenge it and not allow the victimizer to come right back around and put it on you. Right? So whenever you confront them about their toxic behavior, before you're blamed for that toxic behavior, you stop it and you say, no, this is what we're going to do. We're going to find a solution to this particular problem right now without casting judgments and i talked about how to do that in 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 my conflict resolution episode a couple episodes back and because you got to keep in mind that the gaslighting isn't about you it's about their need for control and power like i said earlier so they're already very insecure and in order to feel equal they need to feel superior so it's very much of a bully mentality in order to feel safe they need to feel they have the upper hand so because they have very low coping skills or other ways to negotiate their emotional differences. And they, a lot of these people have very low emotional IQs. And even though that doesn't excuse their behavior, you understanding that may help you take it less personal. And it would help you understand that if you're dealing with the people like that in your life, then maybe it's a reflection not only of who you are, but the people that you are allowing into your circle. And it'll be easier for you to distance yourself from that relationship right because if you have a person that has a very low self uh, low emotional iq and they have very other uh, coping skills aren't up to par then you would have to invest the time to get them to get that help and a lot of times they're not willing to do that so you at that point you have a you have an option do i try to continue to work with them this way but then they're always going to turn it on me or do i leave the relationship remember this is abuse so it, it's up to the victim 
to choose what they're going to do. And I'll get to the, to the term victim and how we're going to turn that term in a little bit. Also, you be aware that you, that you are unlikely to be able to change the gaslighter. So piggybacking on what I was saying earlier, at least not on your own. Because you got to understand that gaslighting is actually a coping mechanism for the victimizer. It's just that it's a negative coping mechanism. So for that reason, they are not likely to respond to rational appeals to change. Because they're also being manipulated by their own trauma that's making them gaslight. So it usually requires intensive therapy, uh, and it, it has to be done willingly, which is also a challenge for the gaslighter to give it up. So understanding that, you have to rethink whether the relationship is worth putting up with the constant, the constant attempts to chip away at your self-esteem. So even though you've built this resilience, it's at worth you putting up with it. And remember, does this person, do they love you? Do they want to be with you? Well, the answer is yes, then they're going to work with you to solve this issue, right? Well, again, like I said earlier, with empathy and without judgment. So if a person loves you, they're going to say, okay, maybe I, I do have a problem. Let, let's go see. We're going through some counseling for it, right? Uh, but usually it's a grab for power, and you'll see right away that it was never even really about you. It's about their own insecurities and their own inability to retain that power that's going to cause them to freak out and slip into negative behavior. And it's, it's difficult sometimes. It's a difficult choice because gaslighters come in many different forms. Like I said earlier, they could be your boss or your supervisor. They could be a family member. You know, there's something within families called triangulation, which is a form of uh, not so much gaslighting, but double bind messaging, which is a whole other uh, conversation for another day, but family, it could be a family member as well, which makes it a little more difficult. Um, and if it is a significant other, like I said, there's going to have to be a lot of work done, not only at the individual level, but also at, at, at the couple's level. So that's, that's a choice that you're going to have to make. But it also, it's important that you develop your own support system. And, the, and I, and I, I'll tell this to any, any, relationship that's out there listening to this right now autonomy it's very very important because a lot of people in relationships tend to put themselves in a vacuum and they tend to isolate and that works great during the the honeymoon phase which i've talked about in the past but as the relationship turns into a friendship as the years go on we need external sources of 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 um social stimulation because you know, well, there's a lot of reasons. Again, that's not for this show. That's how I get long-winded, and then next thing you know, this show's an hour long. So I'm not gonna get into that. P point is that we need to have external social support besides our significant other or besides the person that's gaslighting us, and that goes for a healthy relationship, not so much just this particular situation. Um, so you need people in your life who can confirm your reality and your worth, because gaslighters will completely distort your perception of reality so you need to go back and say okay what is real and what is not and what is worth my time and what is not and that's why your external social group will help you with that they'll put perspective in your thoughts one thing that abusers always tend to do and this is common in domestic abuse uh, situation or domestic violence in the household is they try to isolate their victims in order for them to stay in control you hear that all the time right 
Uh, they often further manipulate their victims by repeatedly telling them that they are the only person who really loves and understands them. Right? So not only do they abuse you uh, cognitively and emotionally, they then come to you as, as your own source of validation. So they, they pick you up and they lift you down. Right? Uh, up and down, up and down for years and years. So not only are they abusing you, they also need you for their love and understanding, which when you're at your lowest point, you need to hear because it gives you some value and some worth. Right? But it's all a lie. It's all there to control you. So don't buy it. Spend time with friends and family and get another perspective. You know, check 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 out your perceptions by talking to other people who witness what the gaslighting is calling into question. Right? Because sometimes you'll have other witnesses there, and the person that's gaslighting you will will completely distort the entire story and change the story. Well, you have other people there with another perspective. What really did happen? And they'll tell you if they care about you. And of course, work on rebuilding your self-esteem. Remind yourself that you are lovable and a capable person, regardless of the opinion of the gaslighter. Help yourself regain the perspective by reminding yourself of other times in your life when you have felt grounded, sane, and generally good about yourself. It may be helpful to keep a private journal, like I said earlier, where you could document all these events. And that way you have proof when, when the victimizer is coming at you and trying to distort your reality, right? Record your positive experiences and affirmations of your own worth as well. And of course, lastly, you know, get some therapy because this person has really affected your, your authentic self, you know? Victims often lose confidence in their own thoughts and feelings and find themselves, uh, you know, doubting who they are. They doubt their identity because this person has done so much damage to them. Sometimes they sink into depressive feelings of being helpless and hopeless. And, you know, we need therapy for that, right? We need to reestablish your integrity and your identity and allow you to move forward and come to terms and relieve yourself of that self-guilt and shame that you carry. Because a lot of people, even when they become aware of being gaslighting victims, they, they feel ashamed by for allowing that. Please don't do that. You know, be a little kind to yourself because you know you 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 gotta understand that you were just reacting to your situation, right? One of the things that, that I always tell people that are dealing with guilt is that we always tend to judge our guilt in hindsight rather than thinking about how our state of mind was when we were making those decisions. That, that made us feel guilty or ashamed. And a lot of times, we're not in the right state of mind, and we make mistakes. But acknowledging that, you know, you were not thinking clearly when you made certain decisions that you now regret should be enough to forgive yourself for that, you know? I talk to addicts all the time, and I remind them, it was your addiction working through you when you burned all those bridges. And you deserve forgiveness for that because you had an illness, which was addiction. Right. I talked to trauma survivors. The same thing. You know, you self-sabotaged all these relationships all your life because you were guarding yourself from your traumatic experiences when you were a kid or an adolescent. So it's not your fault. You know, you were just reacting to the barriers that you created when you got hurt, when your spirit got hurt, when your emotions got hurt, when you were younger. And you've been trying to protect yourself from that 
this entire time. And unfortunately, protecting yourself means engaging in negative behavior or pushing people away or pulling the wrong people into your life. That is not your fault. That is you reacting to your trauma. And once you know that, then you could move forward with your forgiveness, right? So these are the things that I think are important when it comes to gaslighting behavior and just give yourself a little more respect and work on that. So now I want to talk about the term victim. Well, when we're victims and we pull through to the other side, we build resilience. We build we have we build a toolkit, like I said earlier, of survival uh, coping skills that we use to move forward, right? Uh, and so in that sense, we, we go from being victims to being survivors. And that's what I really want people to understand is that you're a survivor. If you attach your identity to the term victim, you're always going to live like a victim. And thus, you're always going to open yourself to be manipulated like a victim, right? There comes a point where we have to make that transition over to a survivor and understand that we fought this and we got hurt. And sometimes we felt like we broke, but we didn't break. We just bent. And here we are, still standing. That's a survivor. And you carry that banner proudly. And you understand that that resilience that that negative, horrible experience gave you, it's something that you carry to help you along the way and that you pick and choose the tools that you're going to need from that, right? Uh, and understand that that toolkit was made for you and you're carrying it. It's, nobody else has that. So I think that's a beautiful thing and that's a positive way to see a horrible experience, right? And I think I've talked about this. I think I talked about it on, on the other show because a lot of people always ask me, how do, how, how do I start building that self-love? Besides everything I just told you guys right now with the goal setting and with the self-respect and, and all that stuff, you know, you got to understand your value. You got to understand that everybody out there has a story to tell. Everybody out there has a story to share. Um, and people are willing to learn from you if you give them the knowledge that you've attained. And it doesn't matter how old you are because we all have different experiences that other people could learn from. And that makes you unique and that makes you necessary in this world. Okay. You know, but even besides that, going back to my existential, um, you know, philosophy as far as how we have a spiritual fingerprint or imprint that nobody else has. Right. My light, my essence is completely different than the seven billion people on this earth. Even if I had a twin, it would be different. And that's magic to me. And that means that everybody here on this earth is special and everybody has the right to fulfill their their biggest potential. Right? Because it's a unique light. And unfortunately, our trauma and our negative experiences are constantly trying to dim that light. And that's what makes us think that we're not special. That was, that's what makes us think that we're not unique. And that's what we have to fight. That's what we have to challenge. And I encourage every one of you guys to start doing that uh, and, and start embracing the gift that is life, the beautiful uh, gift that, that we're given when we're born, right? And I know it's hard for some of us to, to understand that when we're feeling so low that we can't even see that. But that's your light being dimmed. 
by by negative experiences that are not even your fault, right? That were that were brought upon you. So challenge your thoughts, put in the work into yourself, and uh, be able to really enjoy what this life has to give us. And a lot of it is is it is up to you. Right, because it's how you react to your experiences that are going to give you your worth, not so much what happens to you. Because we all have to deal with bullshit. All those triggers that get us to do negative stuff are always going to be there. It's how we react to them that are going to allow that are going to allow us to move forward. So that's the episode on gaslighting. Um, that's really what I wanted to talk about. There's so much more to I, I could do an entire two hours on that, um, but you got to understand that. When you're dealing with toxic people, you know, they don't have any power over you. You give them that power. When you're dealing with bullies, when you're dealing with gaslighters, when you're dealing with, with toxic uh, partners, toxic friends, you you allow them to thrive in your life. You're the one that waters that relationship, not them. They're only trying to hold on to their power, and you and sometimes you make it easier for them. That's just straight up right there. I'm just saying it how it is. And thus, it's very important that we have some self-reflection. We put in the work into ourselves. We build up our self-esteem. And we tell those people to fuck off. That's really how it's done. So with that said, I want to remind everybody, I am Erozelos. This is Shadows in the Cave. And I am on Twitter, Shadows in the Cave. I am on Instagram, Dead Boy Lost in LA, if you guys want to follow me there. Thank you for listening. And we'll catch you down the road. Good night.